Hey, welcome back to the Leadership Blocker. I'm gonna to talk to you about what I learned from failing 75 hard three times. I am your host, Rich Cardona. Follow me on Instagram, at richcardona underscore. I'd love to hear from you and interact with you. But if you are an entrepreneur, if you're a new entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, seasoned entrepreneur, you're in the right place. Okay, Mondays and Fridays, you're gonna get a little bit of this, lessons I've learned or things that I'm going through or anything that I've encountered that I feel like is relevant for your knowledge and your progression on Wednesdays, you're going to get an industry expert or an influencer sharing some of the best possible education they can with you, whether it's marketing, whether it's about sales, whether it's about copywriting, doesn't matter. I am able to go somehow fish out some of the best guests in the world to join you and to help you along your journey. Now, if you don't know what 75 Hard is, it is a program, not a challenge, uh, that was developed by Andy Frisella, uh, who is someone I've interviewed, someone whose podcast I listen to, uh, someone who uh, is partners with Ed Milet in this group called Arate Syndicate, which I'm in. I'm actually wearing the shirt right now. And this 75 Hard program is simply this. For 75 days, you follow a diet, you do two workouts a day of 45 minutes apiece, one outside, one inside, they need to be at least three hours apart so you don't game the game and just do an hour and a half straight. No cheat meals, no alcohol. You take a progress picture every day as well, and you drink 128 ounces of water, a gallon of water a day, essentially. Oh, I'm sorry, and you gotta read 10 pages a day. So this is the challenge, 75 days. Now, on the surface, it doesn't seem hard. Even my wife was like, that doesn't seem so hard. But over the course of 75 days, fuck yeah, it is. There's a million opportunities to fail. Now, on my first go at it, everything was going unbelievably smooth. I actually went to Andy Frisella, the guy who founded it, and I interviewed him. And the very next day, I fucked it up because I ate some shit at an Italian place out in town. And I didn't consider it necessarily to be a cheat, but it was totally a cheat. Okay, so boom, I failed. I started back up a couple days later. Next thing I know, I was back in St. Louis for a summit for Arte Syndicate. And guess what? Somehow I'm telling you guys, like, I can't even explain it. I got just like exorcist level sick. It was awful, like super awful. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. I could hardly walk at one point. So there you go. 10 days into the second second uh, attempt, I freaking failed there. So I kind of looked at that as a fluke. I'm like, okay, whatever. So overall, it looked like it was like, you know, almost like 10 days off or a break. So I did the second time around. I got to day 50 something. <laughs> oh, man. And I had read nine pages in the morning. My daughter woke up. I forgot to read another page later. So I did not read 10 pages and I failed. So there you go. So I failed three times. Now here's what I learned from it. And here's a very, 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 very important lesson from you. It is a very fantastic program and it absolutely helped me in a lot of different ways. And I've continued to do so. And I've continued to apply those principles pretty much on a daily basis. I'm just not tracking it. I'm not taking a picture every day or anything like that. And I'm going to tell you why because I was doing it so I could fit in. I was doing it for part of the community. I was doing it so I could let Andy and other people who've done 75 hard know. I was doing it because someone I look up to and also interviewed on the show let me know that I wasn't challenging myself enough, uh, you know, as far as, you know, the 75 hard program that I could have been doing better. And I remember uh, I wrote Andy and he's like, no moral victories. Cause I'm like, dude, I learned so much. Like, I'm actually not that bent out of shape about it. I feel fantastic. He's like, no moral victories. And I remember I took that personally for like a second. 
I was like, dude, like I'm, I, I still learn. Like there's still tons of positive that came from this. Well, I looked at that and I looked at kind of, you know, really trying to prove a couple people right uh, in terms of my ability to not only finish it, but to not give up. And I was just like, wait a second, am I actually doing this for me? You know why? Because why was I posting on Instagram every day that I was done? Why did I have to tell people I was doing it? I don't care what people think on so many levels, but from time to time, I do fall back into that trap. And when it comes to people who influence you, you might fall in the same trap. Now, of course, like, dude, these, these people are amazing people. There's no ill will whatsoever. That's not, that's not what it is. If I don't care what people think to that extent, then why would I care so much at the same time to want to get praise from them? It's supposed to be me. It's supposed to be me who feels confident and proud and doesn't give a fuck. So if there's any major takeaway I took from that entire experience was that you need to do the things for you. I'm not a fucking failure because I failed 75 hard. I'm a failure if I just stopped working out altogether. I'm a failure if I started doing things because I thought other people would care. The only person that needs to care about your success and your failures is you. And that was an amazing byproduct of that. Now, would it have been a lot cooler if I finished or will it be cool when I finish sometime in the future if I attempt it again? Absolutely. But that shouldn't be the driver. Okay. Initially, it started out as self-improvement. And it turned out that some of these things became very, very easy habits because I was doing a quarter of or about half of them as it was anyway. So my reading now is off the charts. So that's stuck. Okay, the water, that was a freaking game changer. I just realized over the course of the first attempt that I'd never drank nearly as enough water as I needed to. And that probably was the secret to like a bunch of the weight loss that occurred because I just wasn't flushing out my system enough. So I want to kind of give you another perspective. I was on a call with someone the other day and she was telling me about her business coach and she was talking about some of her goals. And she said, I need to be working towards this, but he's the least important reason I need to do this. And I could not believe that moment of clarity. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because it resonates heavily because I came across the same conclusion. What do I expect to happen? What does she expect to happen if she hits these goals? Okay. It's like in this weird way, we want that positive feedback. We want that praise. We want that validation. And the reason she said that is because the most important reason was clear. It was for her. The most important reason I need to do a challenge or to lose weight or to read or to drink water or to set business goals or to set processes and systems for my business is for me not to be part of the club. And I have nothing against that community. I have nothing against business coaches. I have nothing against anyone who's finished 75 hard. I have nothing against anyone who hasn't finished 75 hard. And I have nothing against the people who believe you can and should challenge yourself more. We all have different taste buds. We taste things differently. We see things differently. We hear things differently. And there are many different ways on the map of success to arrive at your destination, which If you're really going after it, it'll just never end. But one thing that you can't do is base it off of some sort of quasi-approval that you expect from others. 
Now, I went to start making this podcast, and it had actually nothing to do with 75 Hard. It had to do with my friend's comment about the least important reason to do something. And I'm trying to really uncover where it went wrong, okay? Like, where was it that it became less about me doing it for me and more about doing it just to show people, like, I want people to know what I'm doing. Now, look, I always do an Instagram story when I go to the gym and leave the gym every morning, okay? So for something every morning, you're gonna see me going into the gym. At five something every morning, you're gonna see dues paid. I don't do that for for acceptance or anything like that. I do that in case anyone wants to work with me, they know the type of person that I am, who's getting after it very early, who's getting after it hard, and who's taking control of his day before his day ever has a chance to take control of him. That's why I do that. It's not for anyone else. That, to me, is very, very, very clear. It's for me. But just think about it next time you are working your way towards something. Are you doing something so that way you can tell people or tell someone that you did it? Are you doing it so you could tag them on Instagram and be like, look what, I, look what I've done? Are you doing it because you think somehow you're going to get some fucking weird congratulations or praise that you think is going to be everlasting when it's probably going to be anticlimactic? The least important reason you have to do something is for someone else. The most important reason you have to do something is for yourself. Period. So if I try again and I fail again, I don't give a shit. I'm probably not even going to mention that I do it. And that way, if I finish, I'm just like, cool, I did it. Okay? But it has to be from you. The ignition, the match, the struck match, it has to start with you. If it has to do with someone else, it is going to be too easy to extinguish that flame. Imagine what it would be like to not have to worry about posting content for three months. How much time would that take you to do no content creation or posting for three months? What if I told you in less than five hours you can get that done? That's what we offer. It's called Show Up and Shoot. Okay, that is our number one offer. And what happens there is we go to you or you come to us. We set up topics. We do some research for you on what you should be talking about, what your content pillar should be. We get the right person on our copywriting team to write the copy for you. And what we're going to do is We're going to record some videos. I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to make some videos for social media. And we're going to do about 40 clips. At the end of it, I'm going to say bye. You're going to get an invoice. And in two weeks, you're going to have fully edited, captioned, social media ready clips with copy. And we will distribute. That's a little bit of an upcharge, actually. But we will distribute. And then, next thing you know, for the next 90 days, you have a ton of content. And you could sprinkle your own stuff on there if you want for some extras, but at a minimum, you're going to have three posts a week for the next 90 days, period. And that's definitely enough to start kickstarting your brand if you don't have one. And that's enough to supplement what you're already doing if you have a tedious kind of meticulous schedule and you want to add on to it. Professional video, professional audio, you don't have the time. If you're anything like us, you don't have the time. Okay? And while it might seem like really fun to be a content creator, while it may seem like the noble thing to do, you know what's better than that is to not have to do any of it. To spend a day with someone like me, who's a personal branding expert, who has the resources you need to take it all off your plate so you can actually add on to your branding and your organic marketing without 
actually having to take time repetitiously over the course of weeks and days to produce content. Info at richcardonamedia.com. If you are interested in that, I would love to help you. I would love to serve you. And we'll go from there. If you are a fan of this podcast, DM me. I want to talk to you at richcardona underscore on Instagram. And look, if you are a fan of this podcast or you think someone else could get value from it, definitely share it. Word of mouth is the best, best, best way for new people to become listeners of this podcast. Thank you for being there. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.